Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this Wednesday, the 9th of June, 2021. And I trust wherever you are in the world, you've enjoyed our ripping start to the working week and uh, making your way towards being that exceptional sales leader for yourself, but also helping your team to drive those exceptional results to to the point where they become sustainable but also replicable. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that is near and dear to me and certainly to a lot of the clients that I'm working with, particularly right now. And it's a topic around loneliness. Now, (laughs) there's a saying that goes around, and you might have heard this, that it's lonely at the top, or at least that can be lonely at the top. And this is especially true for leadership. Now, it's it's also probably true for a lot of different occupations across multiple different industries, but I wanted to talk today in the context of leadership. And the title of this podcast episode is going to be Leadership Can Be Lonely. And it's um, it's been born out of a number of conversations I've been having this week, actually. And um, I remember talking to a number of my mentors many years ago about this exact topic and it was before I even thought about becoming a, a sales leader. And I've got to say at the time, based on the conversation we're having, I kind of started to think, well, I'm not sure that I'd even want to be in that sort of position, be a, a general manager of a, of a business or a CEO or a, or a high-fluting uh, executive in a, in a multinational organization. Because based on the conversation I was having with, uh, with a number of these mentors, they were saying that these executives are very, very lonely. Now, they were actually mentoring these guys. So I got a really good insight really early in my I guess in my career, before I even started thinking about you know sales leadership, uh, it got a bit of an insight in terms of the world that these guys live in. And I've got to say, at the time, it didn't appear to be as rosy as other people may have actually expected it to be, or thought it was be, or would be, or how it was painted, uh, which is what a lot of a lot of people do. They paint a very very glossy picture of what it's like to be a senior executive or a CEO and glamorous lifestyle and lots of money and fast cars and big houses and stuff like that. But um, a number of these mentors that I was talking with, they were actually mentoring a lot of these CEOs and, and senior executives at the time. And they said, despite all the trappings of success, and that was done in inverted commas, right? It looked from the outside that they were very successful. Uh, often they were very, very lonely because if you think about it, the weight of the expectation that was on their shoulders was huge, right? They were expected to make decisions and very decisive decisions because they were in the most senior position in the organization and therefore the expectation that came with that was that they were doing the right thing all of the time and so responsibility was immense and if you think if you think you work hard right now um, these CEOs and senior executives work even harder to the point where many of them simply do not switch off now I can certainly vouch for this based on experience and certainly when I became a sales leader having to deal with a lot of these senior executives, uh, these people were literally at the mercy of the organization uh, 24 by 7. So the company literally owned them. So if they needed to jump on a plane at a moment's notice and fly to Sydney or Brisbane or overseas, they had to do it because that was the expectation. They needed to be uh, available all, all times of the day, at all times of the night, and sometimes even on weekends, to the point where they didn't seem to have a huge amount of privacy because it appeared that the company pretty much owned them. Now, some would say, well, that's the, that's the I guess, the price you pay for being such a senior executive, but for being CEO and for being in that position. 
And yes, there is an element of truth to that, but it's also something that they sign up for. And I get that. But equally, uh, these guys became and can become very, very lonely at the top. Um, and so despite, the, and this is the interesting thing, despite being in a prestigious position, despite having all the status, many of them hated it. And many of them still hate it today. And one of the key reasons for that is they feel really, really isolated. And this is becoming a bigger and bigger challenge for a lot of senior executives. And certainly in the, in the realm that I work in, a lot of senior sales executives as well. So it is really important that we help uh, develop some strategies and some tactics to help them become more confident in those particular roles, become less isolated or less feeling less isolated and certainly feeling less less lonely at the, at the top because whilst it's often considered to be lonely at the top, there's also less competition the higher you go. And this is actually a truism. So it, um, the higher you go in any organization, the less competition there is, which means you have to be better and better. So I'm certainly not saying... And I certainly don't, don't want to be discouraging people who are listening to this podcast from shooting for the stars. And if you want to become a CEO, then by all means, please go and go and become a CEO. Become the very best you possibly can. But just be mindful of, we have to be careful in a lot of cases. And particularly, this comes down to a lot of organizations as culture as well. We've got to be really careful sometimes about what you do, what you say, and who you say it to. Because within a certain uh, position, there's a certain status that is, it's associated, attached with that, unfortunately, and therefore there's some expectations that need to be maintained and some behaviors that need to be maintained at that particular level. So for many, for many senior executives, they don't have uh, people they can talk to. They don't have confidence or confidants. They don't have people who, who they can trust to have the difficult conversations, to have the genuine conversations, to sometimes have the vulnerable conversations because often if they have those sort of conversations within their own business, whether it be with peers or say to a board member, uh, it's often seen unfortunately as a sign of weakness and hence they stop having those conversations. They avoid having those conversations and for many of them, they internalize it, which means it gets even lonelier because sometimes people are thinking, well, who do I actually talk to? Who can I share stuff with for fear of it getting out or fear of how it's no, how it's going to be affecting my status, my position, my the impression that I create, my profile, etc., etc., which is a real, real challenge. Now, I can vouch for this, having spent uh, 10 years in a sales leadership role, and uh, I reflected back on this a couple of days ago, actually, thinking about the conversations I was having many years ago with mentors who were, at the time, mentoring those senior executives who basically found it really lonely at the top. Uh, and when I became a sales leader, uh, whilst the first maybe couple of years it was about me establishing myself, uh, creating a, a level of credibility and building building that culture, I did very, very quickly work out that you had to be very careful on who you shared information with because certainly in the organizations that I was working in, they were highly competitive and whilst, yes, we're sales teams and sales is typically a competitive game anyway, but when you have a number of peers in the sales leadership ranks as well who are all gunning potentially for the next for the next role, for the next promotion, and they see this as a game, they make it very, very competitive and often uh, use things or try to use things against you. So I found this very, very challenging for a number of uh, for a number of months actually in that I actually didn't have anybody to talk to because I couldn't trust the people who were my peers at the time because of behaviors that I'd seen, uh, not necessarily through me, but through other other people that had a detrimental effect on some certain sales leaders at the time that they'd shared some information, they'd shared some vulnerabilities, they're asking for help, 
but it wasn't necessarily reciprocated and it certainly wasn't used with the good intention and certainly wasn't used with integrity, as we talked about yesterday, to the point where this, this these other people certainly use that information to elevate themselves above these particular sales leaders. So I, I got a bit of a bit of a wake-up call in relation to that. And then I started thinking about, well, who do I actually go and talk to? If I've got some challenges with my own leadership, if I've got some challenges with my own team, and it potentially could be seen as a, a sign of weakness, and potentially also the impression could be created that I'm not up to it in terms of the sales leadership gig, then what would that mean for me? And therefore, the effects on uh, my team, but also thinking about more of a, at a personal level, what would that impact in terms of family and all the things we're doing as a family as well. So I was, uh, I felt this, I felt this really, really heavily, uh, probably halfway through my sales leadership career, until I start to recognise that hey, there, there's got to be some avenues to get information. There's got to be some avenues to find people who can help, can be confidants, who can be trusted advisors, if you like. Uh, or simply somebody who could I, I could talk to and soundboard ideas that I couldn't necessarily do that with a peer in my existing business, and in some cases couldn't even do it with one with my one up general manager, which was you know at the time as I reflect back probably a sad indictment on the culture of the business at the time because it's something that I that I teach all of my clients today to make sure you create an environment where people feel comfortable sharing information, sharing weaknesses, sharing vulnerabilities and not being in a position to be judged for that, right? But I didn't have that opportunity at the time. But thankfully, I found some people that I could actually start uh, talking with and sharing ideas. And and one of those was a great mentor who uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to work with them because they helped me in a lot of different areas and helped me shape, I guess, my leadership philosophy and really fine-tune my leadership philosophy uh, and work through a lot of stuff that enabled me to be a much better sales leader, not only for myself, but also for the business, but more specifically for the team. And I'm really, really happy I did that. So it, uh, it may be difficult in some cases. And if you're a sales leader right now sitting there thinking, well, I don't have anybody really to talk to. I don't have anybody who can listen to me, who I can soundboard with without judgment. Then first of all, think about this. You're not alone, first of all. But second of all, there are people out there that are more, and will- more than willing to help you in that particular area. So it's vital. And this is the key message for today. It is vital as leaders. Now, whether you're a sales leader, whether you're a CEO, whether you're thinking about becoming a leader, it is vital that we identify somebody or even a small group to align with uh, and to have in your corner. Now, it doesn't have to be, and in a lot of cases, it won't necessarily be somebody within your own business. And this is why it's important to identify the person or the people to align with you and to be aligned with so that you feel comfortable, confident, and empowered and encouraged to share challenges, right? That perhaps you can't share with your internal teams or your internal management team. To certainly soundboard ideas and to ask great questions, to seek guidance, and in some cases, depending on what's actually happening, uh, even to bear your soul. Because uh, those sort of people are there to support you. They're not there to criticize you or to play a game that will elevate themselves above you. So it is absolutely critical that we as leaders find someone or a small group in order to do that. Now, with that said, some things to think about when it comes to selecting people to align with or to have in your corner. And you've got to do this really, really carefully and really, really selectively. So here are four things that I considered when I was starting to look for uh, some people to help me uh, and that I could align with. Because it's really important when selecting somebody to be aligned with and have in your corner, you've got to have some sort of criteria by which you select these people to, I guess, not so much test them, but to make sure that they're there for the right purposes 
and with the right intention and that there is a match between you and the individual as well. So the four things that I've looked for is, first of all, number one is they need to be disassociated. So there's nothing worse than having somebody who is complete, completely in your corner but completely sympathetic to your predicament. You need somebody who is actually disassociated, who can listen to what you're saying but also apply some uh, filters to that and not actually become engrossed in the story that sometimes you will share with them. Now, there's a difference between being completely associated and completely disassociated. Now, I'm not suggesting that disassociation to the complete uh, exclusion of all emotions and you're not feeling a level of empathy, but disassociation to the point where, you know what, they can hear a story, but they can give you some perspectives on that story or at least help you think about things from a different perspective to then better process information to the point where you can make better decisions. So the first thing is make sure they're disassociated. The second one is you want somebody who has no skin in the game and there's nothing to gain necessarily from this relationship other than serving you and helping you. So they're not necessarily going to be working according to a certain agenda. They're not necessarily directly connected to the organization that you're working with. So they're not plugged in at the board level, for example, and the board's planted this person to get information out of you. So no skin in the game is really no hidden agenda other than to help you and to serve you, which leads to the third point is, and this is a big one for me, they need to be servant leaders. They need to be there for you, not there for themselves, not there to elevate themselves because they're working with a very, very prestigious senior executive, which is only going to improve their profile. They're not going to be there for themselves. They're simply there to help you and to serve you. So looking for opportunities where they can be a soundboard, uh, for you, looking for opportunities where they can give you uh, advice, guidance, uh, benefits of, of wisdom from their own experiences, uh, ask the challenging questions, etc. They are there to serve you 100%, which means you can trust them. So they're highly trusted. So from my perspective, servant leaders and trust are connected and never, ever separated. So servant leadership is really important when you're selecting a mentor or a sounding board or somebody who you can align with. And the last one is, will they be authentic, genuine, and will they be unfiltered? So can they be trusted to give you the advice that they need to give you, that you need to hear? Will they be trusted to give you the guidance and to maybe put a mirror in front of you to show you what you need to see, perhaps that you're not seeing right now? And so being in a position to be authentic and genuine and unfiltered is a very, very uh, important trait when it comes to getting somebody to align with you who can actually keep you accountable and who has no issues giving you information or giving you guidance, giving you feedback that you need to hear. Why? Because they're there to serve you. So there are four things to think about. Making sure they're disassociated, making sure there's no skin in the game, making sure that they are servant leaders and also making sure they're going to be authentic, genuine and unfiltered and above all, trusted. So you might be sitting there thinking, okay, that's all well and good. Where do I find these people? How do I align myself with people who fit this criteria, who can be trusted, who can give this information to me and and can really align and help me in my progress to being an exceptional leader, whether it be an exceptional sales leader, a CEO or a senior leader just in general. And look, it doesn't necessarily have to be a person who you know, who you're actually talking to, because it will depend on what sort of information, what sort of guidance you're looking for. So for many cases, particularly if people are starting out or they're new into their journey, uh, just by plugging into books and podcasts and going to seminars may well be enough to get the information you need to help you and keep you aligned on where you need to be heading and what sort of things you need to be thinking about and putting in place from a leadership perspective. But if you are looking for some people to have the genuine conversations, to be able to soundboard things, then you need to not just rely on books and podcasts. You need to be plugging into things like 
mastermind groups. So looking for industry forums and people who you can align with in small mastermind groups or small round tables for want of a better term to be able to share information, share uh, share insights, share perspectives, but also gain perspectives from other people. And again, it's got to fit the criteria we talked about. And then the other two ways to do this, obviously, is to look for a coach. Look for a coach and look for a mentor. And so doing your research on that, making sure you align and know, first of all, what you're looking for, what's important to you in terms of a leader, and then going out to the marketplace and seeing what's available and who's available. And again, making sure that those coaches, those mentors that you are speaking with and thinking about are also fitting the criteria that we also spoke about. So that's a clear message for today. Recognize that sometimes leaders leadership can be lonely at the top, but it's really important to align yourself with somebody who you can trust, who can fit the criteria you've established, and who can be there, give you the unfiltered advice, give you some guidance, uh, be a sounding board, and really help you extract maximum potential out of your leadership journey. So I hope that message resonates. And if you are one of those people who are looking for a mentor, that's exactly what I do. So shameless plug time. Uh, I'd love to work with you one-on-one and help you become that exceptional sales leader and remove the level of loneliness that may exist at the top. Love to uh, have a conversation with you. Love to work with you one-on-one. And we can do that as early as this week. So jump on onto my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time. We'll jump on a Zoom call have a conversation and get started to work straight away and help you become an exceptional sales leader in the next 90 days or less. So I look forward to having that conversation. And as always, thanks for plugging into the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast and I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode. Until then, all the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.